Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Father, we bless you this morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for your power at work in this church this morning. We celebrate you. and We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing, all that you're about to do. We give you the praise and the thanks in Jesus' name. We all agree and say, amen, amen. Wasn't your worship team just this morning? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Whatever you've done this morning, do that again. We like it like that. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 10 and verse 25. Are you ready for the word this morning? Ah, it's going to be so good this morning. Ah. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He wasn't speaking about life eternal, like afterlife. He was speaking about the Zoe kind of life, the life that people are looking for, the life that makes sense, one that's filled with purpose and the plan, and the power of God, the anointing. He was looking for that kind of life. He was a rich young ruler. And he said, the the teacher says, so he said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? He answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all, say your mind. Say your mind. And your neighbor as yourself. And your neighbor as yourself. So you cannot love anybody if you do not love you. And all the singles said, you don't want to enter into a leap year looking for somebody to leap on if you don't like spending time with you. You must, you must like you. Don't invite another man into your misery. Get happy with you all by yourself. Say, I'm blessed. And he said to him, you've answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now, this morning you're going to see the different minds of different people. And you understand the fight that people are in concerning their minds. And when you study the scripture, you're going to discover the different minds of different people. And every time people ask you a question or want to invite you into a conversation or post things on Facebook, what's, what's, what do they say there? What's on your mind? I and mean, sometimes people ask questions, it's because they have a nefarious agenda. It's not because they want an answer. They want to prove a point to who they are. So this man is asking a question. This man, and he's saying to Jesus, so well, like, who's my neighbor? So what is he trying to find out? He's trying to find out, he's trying to find a loophole to love somebody. And that's a lawyer's mind. The lawyer always wants to find a way out. This lawyer's mind, always asking a question. So Jesus has to deal with this man because of his thinking. And he's going to have to address this man because 
He's trying to find a way out of not serving God the way he said he should. The way the Bible says we should. So he, the Jesus answered him and said to him, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road. And he passed by on the other side. Where's the mind of that priest? Where's the mind of the lawyer? Where's the mind of Jesus? Where's the mind of the listener this morning? Where's your mind? Let's deal with your mind this morning. Next verse. Likewise, a Levite. So what is a Levite? He's being mentored by the priest. So he's still getting the wrong patterns from the priest. So be careful who mentors you. Because their dysfunction will come upon you too. What does he do? When he arrived at the place, came and looked and did what? Did exactly what his mentor did. Don't come with your religious mind here. Yeah? Because the priests and the religious systems you were built, you were developed by, could be contrary to the word of God. So you've got to be careful because we are dealing with the mind and the thoughts of every single one of us. Let's keep going. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was, and when he saw him, he had what? So Jesus is trying to show you what it looks like to travel on this road and life. You need to have compassion on people. You can't be harsh. People go through challenges and different fights. And life is tough for many people. I have a word for you this morning. He went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal. Just remember that. We're coming back to that. Brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever you, more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. What kind of a mind is that? That will orchestrate the blessing to function. What kind of mind is that? That's not just compassionate, a heart of compassion. But a mind that will develop and put schemes in place to actually help someone else out that's in trouble. What kind of mind is that? So which of these three do you think was his neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy to him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. I'm going to introduce you to two things this morning. Two things you must take into your spirit. One is I want to show you a model of what I'm developing so that every single one of you can come into the destiny and the purpose and the plan that God has got for you. It's one thing to say that God's got a plan for your life, but the question is, how do I get there? Is anybody with me this morning? Give me, give me the diagram. I asked for. There are four things that are critical for your development. 
Number one is the plan of God. Number two is the path that God has got for you. Number three, check out for the people that God has got for you. Because there is a place that God has got for you. For many people in the body of Christ, and I'm speaking to sons that really understand the importance of coming into their highest payday for God that will sit in the Kingdom Academy and be trained around the plan that God has got for you. How do I then journey down the path that God has got for me? And how do I stay connected to the people that God has got for me to get to the place that God has got for me? And I'm using scripture this morning to help you understand the importance of this good, the story of the Good Samaritan because there was a man that had a plan in his mind and he was traveling down a certain path, ended up connecting to certain people that robbed him before he could get to the place that he was supposed to go. You with me? So when you come onto life's journey with God, he's got to reveal his plan to you. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. 11. First, can you give it to me in the Amplified Version, please? The Amplified Version says, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Do you have it in the Amplified for me? No. Oh, there you go. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. The thoughts that I'm thinking towards you and plans are for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. That in the end of it all, you're going to find a place of peace and prosperity and rest for your soul. Where you are fulfilling God's purpose and plan because you've traveled down a certain path to connect with certain people. The title of my sermon this morning is, You Belong Here. You Belong Here. When you understand the importance of the plan of God, it is now critical for you to understand the second thing I have to introduce you to this morning. And I want to introduce to you two kings. Here's the revelation of Dr. Winston this week. Now, I've heard this before, but it really only stuck with me this week. Do you understand this morning that there is no such thing as an original thought. Wow. I want to say it again. There is no such thing as an original thought. Wow. That means any thought that I think is either coming from a source of darkness in this world or it's coming from God who is light. There is no in-between. Every thought that you're thinking right now, good or evil, it's coming from a place. You're sitting there and you're either believing me or not. Because your mind is going, should I believe this pastor? But here's, here's a thought, just think about this. There are two federal heads, say it again, there are two federal heads 
operating in the earth. Two. Only two. And one is looking to push the thoughts of the kingdom into your mind. The other is looking to put this demonic thoughts in your mind. Write this down. You, if there's no original thought, that means every one of us were designed to have an overlord. Somebody grew you. You never just arrived here. Any school you went to, every religious system you got involved in, somebody has shaped your thinking. Now, your mother could have, and your father could have come to a certain place and saying, look, you know, if I th- take my life and I look at the poverty in my life, um, I did everything in my life to, to break from the poverty that we came from because there was a certain mindset in my home, mom and dad, and I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to break from this thing called poverty. But my problem is, you can't break poverty by being in poverty. Let me say it. You, you cannot solve a problem on the same level it was created. You need level two solutions to solve level one problems. Because the problem that I created, because I hated poverty, what did I end up doing? Gambling. And created a bigger problem for me and my, my wife and my children. Because you can't solve a problem at the same level it was created. Albert Einstein says. You're going to have to go and think different kinds of thoughts and you're going to have to come onto a different kind of platform to deal with the poverty in your life. So the thoughts that I kept on having of how I'm going to make money and gambling and, and then when I lost my salary, I'd go somewhere else and, and then borrow money and get myself into trouble because I'm trying to fix a problem on this level, but you cannot solve it at the same level it was created. It was when I started getting a different thought. It was when I came into a different kingdom. When I came into a superior kingdom, I began to understand that God has got a different plan for my life. And I don't have to go and, and, and gamble and, 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 and operate on the, with, with the spirit of chance or the, the God of chance. That's why playing the lotto is such a dangerous space. Many people that have won big mon- sums of money are in worse trouble than when they started. Because it creates that kind of problem for you. So, if you accept this today, then we can go home. Right now. That there is no such thing as an original thought. It's either coming from the kingdom of light or it's coming from the kingdom of darkness. There's nothing in between. So every religious system that was built comes from a demonic system of control. When you come into the kingdom of God, the thinking, the mindset, the understanding brings you to a place of where you can actually fulfill the destiny and the purpose that God has got for you. They say with humans, we have anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And according to some research, 
as many as 98% of them are exactly the same thoughts that we had the day before. Here's what's worse. Even more significant. 80% of our thoughts are negative. If you had a friend that speaks to you the way you speak to you, would you still hang out with them? Because you're speaking to yourself all the time. And now you're understanding the kind of fight that we're in. That unless we are consciously moving towards Christ, to Christ-like thinking, we're unconsciously drifting away from Him. If you don't, because of what we grew up in, because of where we come from, because of what we believed of, of us and what people said about us, if, if 80% of the world is negative and our thinking has been reinforced of how you're not going to make it, how this nation's in trouble, how, yeah, and thus those thoughts bomb you every single day, it takes an effort to come this way. It takes hard work to sit down on a Tuesday night and go and study at the Kingdom Academy. It's a bit of an advert there. That you can come in and get your mind trained because of where you need to go to. So every morning, I'm either, Satan's either sending thoughts or I'm going to the scriptures and I'm praying and I am getting God's thinking about my life. Because his thoughts towards me are for welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. I'm laying a foundation. We're going to preach soon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. That's the revelation. Watch. Thoughts leads you into ways. (laughs) Your feet's got no brains. It's not got a mind of its own. Your feet will always end up where your mind began. So if there are only two federal heads in the earth, one's dark and one is light, the question I'm asking, what path are you traveling down? Because what thoughts are you thinking? Because thoughts produces ways. What you're thinking is, is, going, to, is going to lead you to a place of where, you, where you, your feet are standing in a place of where you thought, the reason why you're in church this morning is because you thought about it, maybe last night. Hopefully, our prayers this morning, I prayed for you to jump out of bed, that God would deal with your thought life. Well done, well done. Just high five your name and say, well done. Amen. And so for the enemy to get you to operate in fear and to clear out Wuhan, he's going to have to go and instill this fear of coronavirus Because your feet will move based upon what you're thinking. Your feet will always end up where your mind began. Your thinking life, you're going to have to do 20, 60,000 thoughts a day. 60,000 of them. There's got to be something that you're going to have to address your mind. And find out, is this light or dark? 
Because you don't have an original thought. Is this, is, is, is this from God? Because next week we'll get into this understanding temptation and suggestion. But Adam and Eve were in a place of total peace with God. Until Satan came and suggested. I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not fighting God and I'm not trying to harass you. I'm just asking a question. That's his style. And it's never changed. So he'll always come and question you. We'll speak about that next week. Let's deal this morning about the path that you need to be traveling on. Oh, let's keep going. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. No, I will. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my, my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from, your, from my mouth. He says, the word I'm going to send from my mouth. It's not going to come back to me. It's going to accomplish what I please. It's going to bring you into your destiny. I, I, promise, I promise you that there's a path and a plan and prosperity and welfare. That when you grab a hold of my word and you ignore what Satan is saying and you ignore what the world is saying, my word will not return void. It must accomplish that which has been purposed. It's going to bring you into the place of your destiny. Is there anybody that will say yes and amen to the Lord? He says it's going to come to bring you to the place. I have a path for you. I have a plan for you. I have a path for you. I have a people for you to bring you to the place. To bring you to the place. But if you get off from my word, then you're going to find people that will hijack you outside of my will. Because there is a way that seems right unto man, but its end is death. That's... That's the reason why the prodigal son, the Bible says, when he took in this thought, like, I wish my, listen, if you wish somebody's dead, you must know that it's from demonic forces. How can you wish your neighbor dead? How can you, how can you wish your father dead? That's what this prodigal did. And where the father had a path, a plan, a people, and a place for him, he goes and chooses a different path. What the scripture says, and the blessed part of it is that he came to his what? His senses. He thought, my God. And look, he never came home because he wanted to make right and for ask for forgiveness. He came home because of his empty stomach. He said, they're eating better than me. There's a better place. Because they're eating better than me. And what the enemy wants you to do, when you are journeying down this road, I want you to just think what you're thinking about. Let's deal with the mind of the different people as we study scripture this morning. So our lives travel in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. I say it again, your life is going to travel in the direction of your most dom dominant thoughts. 
So when we're speaking about the anointing, when we're speaking about Christ, we're not speaking about his surname. We're speaking about, we're speaking about the anointed one and his anointing. For Christ to ask that question. He's asking Christ that question. The anointing is answering him. Because Christ responding to this boy, Christ, the mind of Christ is the perfect mind. It's the perfect mind. I don't have a choice. There are two federal heads in the earth. I'm either listening to this and it sounds like it's you, right? When he speaks to you. Oh, if I had time this morning. You need to understand that the enemy is always speaking to you in the third person because it's almost like, you know, he, he makes it seem like it's you. It makes it seem like it's your thought. Oh, this is my business. Oh, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Of course, it's, he's got to suggest it. He's got to put it in your head. And if you don't address that, you end up in a path that is destructive. Destroying people. Wishing people were dead. The mind of Christ, however, is the perfect mind. It is the matured mind. It is guaranteed to bring you to the place that God has got for you. It's called the mind of Christ. Let's understand some of these minds. Number one is this mind of this, of this lawyer. Here's what his problem is. He starts off, he says, Master, what shall I do? Put up my picture on the four. His question is, what shall I do? That's your number one problem. It never starts with you. It's not about what you can do. It's what God does through you. Someone's going to clap. But it's all good. Because when I get his plan and his thoughts, then it's his path and his people to the place that he has for me. And anytime I get wrapped up in, I have my thing that I want to do. Oh, I'm not going to church. Oh, I don't want to hang out to the connect group. I don't want to study. I got, I got my time. Yeah, where, where do you think it comes from? It doesn't even come from you. That thinking doesn't even come from you. When you want to make up your mind and how you want to live your life, that's not even about you. It's not even about how. It's, you've been fed by a demonic system. Please hear me today. The devil is not after your car and your house. He's not even after your marriage. He's after your mind. Because once he occupies your mind, he's got your life. He's after your mind. Why? Because he then can take you down a path and he can connect you to certain people so that he can keep you in a place eating with the pigs. The prodigal had no idea that one day he would be eating with the pigs when he had all the money with him. But because of his thinking, it took him to a place far from God. The problem with most people is that they want to, they, they believe it's going to start with them. Please, man, how many years have we been down this road? 
and then, then the enemy beats you over, and then you come back to the Lord, and then you stay a little bit, and then God restores you, then there you go off running again on a different path with the devil. There are only two federal heads in the earth. Every morning you're waking up, there's either his thoughts or, or God's thoughts. It's not even your own. You were not designed that way. Unless you were the creator. Satan is the creator of that world that keeps people in bondage. That's why he could offer it up to Jesus. He could say, I can give you these kingdoms and its glory if you worship me. Jesus said, don't work like that here. I'm going to worship the king of kings and I'm going to magnify him. Is there anybody this morning that will just clap their hands and bless the Lord this morning? Come on, that he's giving you a new thought this morning. That he can speak to you this morning. That he can lead you this morning into paths of righteousness for his name's sake. No, clap better than that. Come on, somebody. Now let me get into my message this morning. <laughs> Anytime you want to build something, child of God, Anytime you want to walk with God, anytime you want to fulfill your destiny, remember that that is the way God wants to take you. The enemy wants to give, let you make up a plan. What must I do? To take you straight to the place. Life's not like that. Life is never in a straight line. It doesn't work that way. You want to build a great marriage? There's a path that you have to travel down. There's a people that you must be connected to. To get you to the place of where your marriage is functioning. I mean, I had to say yes to God all those years and move away from hard insurance. Paid good money. Because God had a different path for me to travel down. But it, mean, it meant that I had to submit myself to the head. I had to come and take his thoughts about my life. I had to say, well, then I am a preacher if you say I am. Even though everything that I was trained and developed in was not, I couldn't even speak. But I had to say, yes, then I am who you say I am. I had to put the crown on my head and say, God, you're thinking, I'm a king's son. I had to stand in that place and believe what God says about me. Because all I took was the enemy's lies my whole life. You need to wake up this morning and understand that you don't have an original thought. Somebody is governing your life. And not all of it could be God. Don't assume that. Because it means I've got to fight for this thing. Romans chapter, chapter 12. Do not conform to this world. But be he transformed. Verse 2 please. Do not be conformed to this world, but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. You're going to find an urgency this morning inside of you that you're going to begin to understand that the enemy has been controlling you your whole life. He's been lying to you because he can never tell you the truth. He can never tell you the truth. When he said to Jesus, if you're the son of man, is it true? Yeah, he was the son of man. What did he miss? Beloved, he says, God said, this is my beloved son, not just my son. He's never going to tell you the truth of who you are. He's going to lie to you always. Why? To keep you in the place. You cannot keep believing the lie of the enemy. 
You're going to have to get up and start to fight with your mind. You're going to have to understand this. I cannot tell you the kind of fight I've been under this week. My mind. Because when you get onto this path with God and you begin to see these great men and women of God and the tremendous work that they're doing, they, the, the stuff they own, the debt we're living, the campuses, the jets, the building. I mean, you, you sit with these guys and you realize, like, is there something wrong with me? I have to deal with my mind this week and find out, God, am I on the path with you? Honestly, yesterday I said, I, I, don't, ever, I don't know what to preach this morning. And I went to the Lord and I said, are you sure that this is the path I should be on? Have I missed you? Should, I, should, should we move from this property? Should, should we be doing something else? I'm trying to find this because I am on this road with you. And I'm trying to figure out God in the middle of this. We've got more problems than solutions. It's like, God, when is the money going to come in? When are you going to break from this thing? When are you going to send us some generous people? Not people to sit on their money. When are you going to send some people that will really help us build this? What do I need to know? And the Lord said to me this morning, I woke up with this. He said to me, son, you're on the right path. You are, here's the thing. Look out for the thieves on the road. Because there are thieves that the enemy, while you're journeying with God, Bev, while you're traveling to the place that God has got for you, while you're coming and becoming all that God has got to you, you've got to be careful about the thieves that are around you. Because the mind of the thief comes from the kingdom of darkness and is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Everybody's got a mind here this morning. Everybody's looking for a breakthrough. Even the thief. Hold on to your bag. Hold on to your purse next to you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the bigger the church goes, you'll find people saying, no, please hold on to your bag. And why? Because the devil's also looking for a breakthrough. And so when I get onto this, he said, he said, this is what the Lord says to me this morning. He says, I want you to, be, to persist down this road. He says, I want you to wake up with a fresh understanding that I'm with you. I want you to understand that even in your struggle and your fight, if the, the enemy wants to strip you of your anointing, man. He wants to strip you from, from, from your garment. He wants to stop you. He wants to leave you in a ditch. May the Lord send you a good Samaritan in the season. May the Lord send you somebody that will bring you out of the ditch. If you do not find a good Samaritan, you're going to stay in that spiritual ditch all the days of your life. If you're looking for a a priest or you're looking for a Levite and somebody who's claiming, they're going to walk right past you and they're going to look right because their mind is, they don't even have an answer of how to lift you up from where you are. Is there anybody that is with me this morning that is understanding that I'm going to need a good Samaritan in the season. Are you there this morning? Clap your hands. The different minds that are playing out here. Different minds. Because life is not a straight journey. You're going to build a business. You're going to build a ministry. You're going to build a church. You're going to build a great home. Listen, from Jerusalem to Jericho. This is a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. As the crow flies... 29 kilometers. When you take the path, 54 kilometers. Because life is not a straight line. 
ministry and life, you must learn how to deal with pressure. There's the mind of Christ, we spoke about that, it's the perfect mind. That mind is full of hope. It's always right, it's never wrong, it's always filled with hope. That says, if we fall down, we're going to rise again. Come on. If you don't have that mind inside of you, the Bible said, let this mind be in you. Philippians, Philippians chapter, I think it's three. Verse two, two verse five. Let this mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He's telling you what to think. To, to the church in Philippi, he's telling them what to think. You don't ask, your, so, so, you know, uh, uh, you know when, when your mind says, you want to, like, no, mind, listen. If I want your opinion, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to tell you what the scripture says. You must take the scripture now because this is the beginning of your new walk with God. That you're not going to tolerate thoughts that comes from another demonic force. You're going to allow the word of God to richly indwell you. You're going to hold on to the scriptures. You're going to hold on to what God says about you. You're going to begin to believe what God says about you. Because let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. Come on, say it with me. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You must now allow your mind to be saturated with what he says about you. Because the the mind of Christ is the perfect mind. It's full of hope that even if I made a mistake, it's always right, never wrong. Stop fighting God's thoughts. Stop fighting what God says you must do. Stop fighting the the path that God says you must travel on. Stop fighting God on every level. You are filled with hope because you have the mind of Christ. I went to bed so discouraged last night, but I went and I said, I bind my mind. And you're going to hear me. I must have prayed this about a hundred times yesterday. I bind my mind to the mind of Christ, to the truth of his word, to the power of his cross. My feet are bound to parts of righteousness. I get up again. I say, I bind my mind to the mind of Christ, to the truth of his word, to the power of his cross. Is there anybody with me this morning? I bind my mind to the mind of Christ, to the truth of his word, and to the power of the cross. My feet are bound to parts of righteousness for his namesake. I bind my mind to the mind of Christ to the truth of his word to the power of the cross I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind devil you can't mess with my mind you can't mess with my destiny is there anybody going to pray with me this morning and begin to believe that I cannot die before my time depression cannot have its will and way in my life the spirit of suicide can't rest in my mind the thought of suicide and giving up cannot rest in my mind I bind my mind to the mind of Christ To the truth of his word. The blood of Christ covers my mind. You are in a fight. And if you don't fight this devil back. If you don't renew your mind. You're going to end up in a ditch. Your life will end up in a ditch. You need the mind of Christ. The mind of the lawyer. We spoke about that that legal mind. It's a critical mind. You be careful when you're speaking to people who tells you there's another way around the Bible. That can only come from Satan. Can only come from a demonic force. It's a lawyer's mind is what? It's a Greek synthetic mind. Wants to post all kinds of rubbish on Facebook. And you bind to the lies of the enemy. 
Not everybody that's your friend on Facebook is a friend to your mind. They're looking to manipulate you. Wanting us to feel bad for being Christian. Wanting to make me feel bad for, for, for being straight. And a, and a husband to one wife. And God-fearing. You want me to feel bad for not messing around and not being part of your gay parade. Oh, but you must love everybody. I do. It comes from a place that is demonic. Everything must be legalized. And don't tell us we mustn't fight for our children in our schools. Let the government know today because that thing is birthed from a demonic place. And we got to stand and fight for that thing. You got to fight for your family. You got to fight for your children. You're going to have to train them up in the way that they should go. So when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Now I need a greater shout and amen in this church. The mind of the traveler. This is you. This is you trying to get into a place with God. This is you trying to fulfill your destiny. It's the individual that's found in the ditch. When you're starting a business, Ronaldo, when you're starting to get a marriage up and running, you want to start your school, you want to go to university, you want to start studying, you're trying to get down the path with God, you're trying to do what is right. No money, no notoriety. There are thieves on that road. Here's what the mind of Christ said. When he sent out the disciples, he sent them out two by two. Question is, why are you traveling alone? Why are you not, why are you not in a connect group? Why are you not part of people to build trust and believe? Because the mind, when he, when he has you alone, the thieves will grab you. They're going to strip you of your anointing, your gifting, and your purpose. And stop you from getting to the destiny that God has got for you. God's brought you to this church, and you belong here. You're connected to this anointing. Jesus sends him out two by two. The mind of Christ says, don't travel alone. That's the wisdom. Do you know I never have a counseling session with a woman by myself? Say, that's wisdom, pastor. Because that's the mind of Christ. No, I just have a private session. And then, you know, I just need to meet him in the pub. Or meet her in the pub. Then you come out more drunk than anybody else. And you're clever. By yourself, you're clever. Whose thoughts are those? Who gave you that thought? That you can handle life by yourself. Because in that, you, you find there is God's plan. Then he's got a path. And then he's got a people for you to travel with. Stop believing the lie that you're so strong because that's ex that independent spirit is exactly what Satan made Satan Satan. That's what got him to fall. I will exalt me. I know I'm going to be higher. I'm going to be better. It's a violation of the kingdom. That's not the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ says you must walk with somebody. Touch your neighbor say, can we touch and agree this morning? The mind of the thieves. In Israel, they were targeting the main line. They were targeting the main line. And so, for the enemy to destroy you, 
He's going to have to move you off from the path. What gives you the path? The, the thoughts leads you down to a path. The thoughts takes you to a place. So if you're not in the scriptures, and if you refuse to study the word of God, you easy pray. It's got you. It's got you. Don't need to connect with anybody. I get you. Oh, but you know, I, the Lord does him a lone ranger. Okay, cool. Cool. Let us know how that works out for you. We will stay in the center of God's will. Amen. You see, let me say this to you. The enemy, this is my fight yesterday, doesn't want us to stay on the path. I get onto this path, I'm connecting with new people, and I'm looking at my life, and the low self-esteem kicks in yesterday on a level that was like, wow. You know, generally I'm not. But yesterday the fight was intense. Yesterday I came under attack. And I had to go to bed. And say, if you want this, you must let me know because I am not sure if I'm on the right path. And any time you start to step down this path in business, or even start in your marriage, or want to go somewhere, son, on that road, the enemy wants to bring in self-doubt. Did God say? Are you sure you're on the track with God? Are you sure that this is the right thing you're doing? You show somebody who's trying to get married, who's getting married, someone's getting, they just, they're trying to get with God. And the enemy wants you to know. He wants to question whether you're on the right track. The Lord told me to tell you, this is the path. I have a word for you this morning. I have a word for somebody this morning. This is the place. Shout, I belong here. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get you to move onto a side road where you have a little spaza shop selling bubble gum. On the main road, baby, there is a media house that's worth a billion rand and we're going to journey down this road until we see the glory of God. Is there anybody that understands we're not getting off this path? There is a kingdom business and it's big business. We're going to function the way God told us to function. We are coming into our destiny. There is a place. There is prosperity. Shout yes. And even if you, even if you, you, you lost 3-0, you get up from where you are and you get back on track. Come on, shout yes. Because you were not made to be a failure. The league is not over, we're coming. The man. What happened to you? You came alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never walk alone in Jesus' name. Never. That's biblical. The mind of the priest. The mind of the priest represents the traditional religious world. You can't do church as usual. You can't be coming on a Sunday morning believing this is it. How are you going to build a great marriage when you're coming on a Sunday and hoping that, you know, I, well, I tick that off? When are you going to walk in victory? 
When are you going to walk with the anointing? When are you going to walk with the thoughts that comes from God? When are you going to begin to believe what God says about you? I believe it's going to happen in the season that God's going to send you a kind innkeeper. I believe that there are good Samaritans. I believe that this is your season of breakthrough. Shout yes! You are coming to the place that God has promised for you. And if God has to send a good Samaritan, one man in this church, well, let everybody else sit on their money, it's fine. But God's going to give me one good Samaritan. And God's going to make sure that that person comes and says, here is the hundred million. And this is how we're going to get there. But we're going to have this thing done in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord says you are in the right place at the right time. You are on track. Shout it. Yes. Let this mind, come on, pray with me. Say it. Be in, which was also in Christ Jesus. This mind is going to get me there. No one else believes in me, but I bind my mind to the mind of Christ. The Levite is mentored the wrong way. You better look at your mentors today. Because those minds are there that don't even have an, a solution. I get these people and they know how to write so beautifully. I'm thinking, God, I'm intimidated the way these guys can write. Oh, and they got the control of the language. And I mean, you know, there's nothing eloquent about me and the things that I do. It's just like, you know, a preacher from the bush. I come from that kind of place where it's like, I'm trying to say and articulate as best as I can. Yeah, I found pastors in the bush. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She, she didn't come from the bush, she came from Basmat. I'm getting off track, I'm getting off track. The mind of Christ, the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. I missed what I was saying. It obviously wasn't important. This woman distracts me my whole life. That's why I have to bind my mind to the mind of Christ, to the mind of Christ. The point is, who's mentoring you? People have got good things to say and they post this stuff and it sounds like really amazing. When you come into their lives, you find they actually got rubbish. Show me what you produce and you're claiming you have. The things that you preach so strong about and how you got this eloquent, you know, apostolic this and structures and what did you build? Stop taking counseling from people that actually have never been there before. Mentorship. Uh, let me end. The innkeeper is the kind person that God's going to send you. Not just a good Samaritan. This message, I've acted as a good Samaritan today to lift you out from your spiritual ditch. You're coming out. What is the animal? The mind is the animal that takes you to your destination. He put the man on his own mind. And his mind could take him to the place. Stop believing the lie that your mind's got nothing to do with this. That comes from darkness. And then he takes him to a kind innkeeper. May the Lord release kind innkeepers in the season over your life. People that will open up doors for you. People that will treat you with kindness. 
people that will bring you into your destiny, people that will show you and that will nurse you and restore your souls. This journey has been a tough journey. There was a kind innkeeper that opened up the door for Jesus to be born. May there be a kind innkeeper in your life in this season. I'm done. The final mind this morning is the mind of the listener. What are you listening to this morning? Luke 9.58. Luke 9.58. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Every day, every morning, every night, the Son of Man is looking for a place for a person, any person, where he can lay his head on your pillow, with you, in the scriptures, and what he says. What is the hole of a fox for? What is the nest of the bird for? Reproductive. Reproduction. To produce something. That's why he could say to Mary, Mary could say, let it be done to me according to your, your word. How could it be? I've never slept with a man. That's a normal system. He says, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you're going to give birth to the Holy One. His name will be Jesus. She was willing to get intimate with the thoughts that comes from the Word and the Holy Spirit produced. It's the path. Every morning. And when you come under attack, you're going to bind your mind to the mind of Christ and bind every mind-binding spirit because the enemy, his thoughts are looking to take you over the path to lead you into a place of bondage. The target is the mind. The weapon is his lies. And the word of God is your only defense. Say it again. The target is your mind. His weapon is his lies. Your only defense. Only defense is the word of God. You cannot come into your destiny until you engage with the word of God. You cannot get understand the, the plan. You can't get onto the path and stay on the path. The people to come to the place unless you engage with the word of God. Only two federal heads in the earth. One's light, one's darkness. Everyone. Scripture says, the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. The whole world, all of its systems. Every day when you wake up and you're thinking, 20,000, 60,000 thoughts, it's either coming from the word of what I preached or you've read, overheard somebody else through the purity of the word has spoken to you, or you've allowed the world to shape you. say this after me. It is not what I've done or what has been done to me. 
that determines who I am. Rather, it is who I am in Christ that determines what I do and how I live. My identity in Christ is not achieved. It's received. It is the unshakable ground upon which I build my life. I will not base my life upon what circumstances or others or even my own destructive thoughts say of me, but rather what God says about me. I bind my mind to the mind of Christ, to the truth of His Word, and to the power of His cross. My feet are bound to paths of righteousness. This is the path. I'm going to persist until I win. I'm not going to stop until I see victory. I'm reaching for the top. I'm pressing for the prize. I cannot fail because the mind I have is the perfect mind of Christ. Now shout amen.